by formally welcoming all of you to our CCL training program. We have a weekly webinar of Citizens Climate Lobbies that provides CCL supporters like you and I with access to in-depth training opportunities on topics related to climate change and effective climate advocacy. I'm your host tonight, Brett Cease, and I'd just love to thank you personally for being here in this session around leading a lobby team training. We're going to go into detail about the special role of a lobby meeting leader, the lead makes sure that our teams go into the meeting with a plan and with everyone knowing how to work together to ensure a successful meeting happens. You might be listening in tonight live or tuning in later on the podcast. Either way, if you're because you're leading a team soon or you just realize you might be needing this role or you want to deepen your understanding of how CCL trains our volunteers to lobby, we are glad to have you joining us. As always, I'd like to start by centering our three learning goals, just so that you know what we're going to be spending our hour together on. I'd love for all of you to walk away, if we've done our job well, to be able to highlight the importance that you play as lobby meeting leaders, really one of the most essential roles that we have within the organization, and I really mean that. I really hope that our training tonight emphasizes the importance that advanced planning plays in successful lobby meetings and actually provides some helpful recommendations on how to do that. And I'd like to demonstrate how to navigate and adapt to some potential challenging situations you might encounter as a leader. I'm guessing each of us can think about things that we might be worried about or anticipating happening. And we'll just kind of disarm a lot of that tonight and walk through some quick ways that you can get out of any GMs you might encounter. So our agenda is really straightforward. We'll start again by talking about the importance that all of you are playing as leads. We'll have the chance to think through what some advanced planning might look like, along with meeting planning suggestions and how to set that up for your own meeting, if you haven't already. We'll think through what additional leadership looks like, especially in specific scenarios and practicing transitions and adaptive leadership. So first and foremost, I just want to acknowledge that thoughtful leadership is time consuming because it requires us to be self-reflective, as well as getting to know and invest in our teams and if you're like me, I'm guessing that many of us have had to step out of our comfort zone initially to be a leader, to be in a role that maybe at first we didn't envision that we would even be taking on. And we, again, complicating that even further, are in a time where we're still recovering from Congress getting used to post-pandemic life with increasing polarization and threats of violence to their public service. There's a lot of zigs and zags that are happening right now for meeting with Congress, but regardless of how you're entering these meetings, we so appreciate that you are stepping into a role that is so essential for CCL. It puts the L back in our name. We wouldn't be Citizens Climate Lobby without your leadership. And we can't thank you enough for being willing to do that, putting yourself out there and helping all of our meetings go well. So just know that we're centering in gratitude tonight. And obviously we literally couldn't do it without you. One thing that helps me as I you know, prepare is just a reminder of some of what we cover in our initial lobby training about the power of constituent advocacy. And that is the advantages that we have. And we're powerful for several reasons. A lot of us, and especially your team members, especially newer lobby members might feel nervous going into a meeting. And so we like to kind of remind you of these and you're more than welcome to share these with your team here too and there's four of them. Our advantage is that we are constituents. We're not professional lobbyists and we can lean into that. Although we want to be a professional in our meeting settings, you don't have to be a professional lobbyist to be effective. And this is as true as it is throughout other countries, not just the US for all of our international listeners. 
as one of our admirers in Congress has continually shared with his colleagues, he says that CCL lobbyists are seeing us on their own dime, and that makes him listen even more intently. Relax and be yourself. Do whatever helps you to get into that empowering listening place ahead of your meetings. Uh, I can personally attest to the power of just taking some deep breaths ahead of time to ground yourself and remember you are in a team of great, capable people. Part of what also sets CCL apart in the eyes of congressional offices is that we are ordinary people who are so motivated to show up and have these meetings because we care deeply about the future of our planet and we have clear solutions that can help us get there. And that pairing is pretty unique. Know that as an ordinary human, you will have mistakes in your lobby meetings. They're inevitable. Uh, don't run away from them, embrace them and learn from them and continue to move through them. You'll make mistakes, your teammates will, it's not a big deal. There'll be things that your team could have said better and we'll show you how to handle and best prepare for some of those scenarios in this training. But the bottom line is that we are in the relationship business. We're betting the ranch or the farm on our relationships with Congress. And so be human and embrace whatever happens. So the other thing that I always like to kind of start this whole essential leadership part at the beginning is just to remind you in the short amount of time that you're in the actual meeting, all of the prep work and the support that you're providing the rest of your team ahead of that and afterwards in the debrief, that's really what matters most. How you facilitate that meeting, how you guide especially new lobby members into this process of being advocates, that's just as important as well. And the bigger picture is this, you as meeting leaders are actually well positioned to nurture and empower the rest of your team members and move them up that pyramid of engagement so that we can have more and more empowered volunteers throughout this country willing to take on leadership to enact the change we need in our congressional policies addressing climate change. So you might ask, how does a meeting with, you know, how does you, how do you as a meeting lead use that space to help grow and empower others? Well, the best leaders show faith in those around them and slow down to listen and make sure to attend to what their team's needs are. And that's what we're asking you to do. Give people roles that might be a stretch for them, but have faith that they will grow into it. Having faith in others means that you know that there are going to be some coachable moments. And to feel empowered, people need to be put into situations where they can both succeed and fail. And the other thing is collectively, we're building our collective power, meaning that everyone is building up our skills and knowledge, especially if you know more than others, by giving those others the chance to also shine so that they too can build their confidence. As leaders, your role is to build and bring out the best in people. And you can do this through the planning that we're gonna go through in just a little bit, not only in the meeting, but during and after it as well. So here's another helpful metaphor that you've probably heard if you've been on other lobby trainings. And this is just a brief review. We like to think of the meeting leader as a conductor. They're there to manage the meeting, but not to dominate it. Now there's gonna be exceptions when there's a long established relationship or you might have expertise on the topic that's been ongoing between the office, but the leader is not the one necessarily that we want to have talk the most. In fact, we hope that you don't. And instead, we hope that you're the one that's in charge of transition points to the meeting, bringing in other voices like a good conductor can pivot from the woodwinds to the strings and follow the score 
so that all instruments or all lobby participants are shining. As we just talked about, it's essential that you're listening to your team members and especially that the voice of the constituents are present. It's helpful to look for facial and body cues as well, uh, especially in our Zoom meetings that we're preparing for in uh, November. That's gonna be even more challenging to do, but also more key for you as a lead to look at those little boxes and read that body language to help understand the meeting situation and respond accordingly. And just a reminder again, that one of our goals with every meeting is that we have the staffer or the member of Congress speaking at least 50% of the time. So half and half of that meeting is your team talking and the other half is them. It is, <laughs> it is in the lecture. Uh, and lastly, know that you're contributing to that strong relationship that we're building with congressional offices over a decade. So as leaders, you can feel confident that we have that policy savvy, the skill set, the grassroots support to pass effective legislation. We've met with Congress tens of thousands of times, and you are helping us build that. The other thing I'll just briefly share here before jumping into some specific suggestions on advanced planning is the power of mentoring, particularly young adults. One special case of mentoring that I find so incredibly rewarding is the chance to bring in young voices to your meetings. So hopefully that's going to be this case where you're at. If not, it might not still even be too late. The youth, obviously, that we have in all of our lives are the ones that are going to be facing and staring down the worst of the climate impacts that we're trying so hard to fight against. And to have that voice provides moral authority. It provides the member of Congress or the staff with the reassurance that the next generation is just as engaged and empowered to have that voice. And it also inspires us to remember why we're in this together. Now, the other thing that might happen or you might be tempted to at least think is that, oh, well, maybe if there's a young adult, they'd be good to be the tech support role. And then obviously being digital natives, that could be a good fit, but we always wanna encourage youth to contribute in other ways in our meetings too. So don't just have them be your meeting security or your tech support person. Make sure you give them a shining role or help practice ahead of time so that they can be the one that can deliver the main ask or the one that can introduce who we are as an organization and why we're appreciative of the member. You think about that in your own way, uh, but just know that in particular, when we're talking about mentoring young adults comes to mind for me. All right, so let's talk advanced planning and then we'll, stay, um, we'll start with our first Q&A here. And this section really is meant to jump into some important considerations to keep in mind as you help your team with advanced planning, the time that you're taking between now and your actual lobby meeting and how you can use it to empower your team. So a quick reminder for November, Unlike June in actual Washington, D.C., all of our meetings are happening virtually, at least 99% of them, and we're shooting for the week of November 6th. It's all right at this point, given that it seems likely that the government won't shut down after that week, now that we have a new speaker and the continuing resolution that was proposed as part of Speaker Johnson's platform seems likely to pass. But just know that we are still trying to schedule as close to that week as possible. So all of our meetings are happening up front and they're being done locally by your CCL congressional liaison. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's somebody, you know, or the designated appointment center. If you need help with that, you're always welcome to reach out to the liaison coordinator. I'll present their email on the next slide. But the biggest thing that's helpful within the meeting planning template or within this meeting planning process is the meeting planning template. 
And I'll put that in the chat in case you haven't seen that. This just gives you as the leader a wonderful guide to help in one spot prioritize all of the input you might be getting from your team members around the appreciation that they want to include, what the primary goals they feel like might be for the meeting, what open-ended questions people are suggesting that would fit well with the office. That's a great outline that I can't recommend enough as the meeting lead to use to generate your own planning and then mailing that out or emailing rather to the rest of your team ahead of the actual meeting so that everyone's on the same score. And with that, I also wanna remind people that for liaisons, we are also making sure that we are following whatever the scheduler recommends. So we're starting by reaching out to the DC scheduler, but if they recommend instead uh, routing us to the district office, uh, meeting in district with the, the district team, that's entirely fine. Follow the scheduler's recommendations. And if you have any questions, you can always ask your group leader or the liaison coordinator, like I've said, at liaison.coordinator at citizensclimatelobby.org. So with that, though, let's talk about how you can connect with your team on the way to that meeting. They're all about to jump out of that proverbial airplane together. So here we go. The first thing is connecting. Once your team has been firmed up, you want to make sure that you've introduced yourself via email and call. Multiple, multiple ways of contacting everyone is a wonderful way to make sure that you as the lead are getting to know the personality, the preferences, the background of every one of your team members. And that personal one-on-one -on -one can help you as lead connect and get to know them even in a way one-on-one -on -one, that they may not be comfortable sharing in a larger setting on Zoom. Once you have that one-on-one, -on -one, we recommend that you set up, even in those one-on-ones, ask people schedule availability, set up an actual first Zoom call. And on that Zoom collective call, you can ask everyone on the call to think about what roles they prefer to fill. We have those as a list here on the next slide. And if they're new to CCL, you can review and explain the importance of each role, especially if you don't know um, a lot about the background of any of your particular volunteers. Let's say you have a, a business leader joining you or somebody else from the community to bring a voice that you haven't in prior meetings. We want to make sure that you're spending time then having the chance for each of those individual members to share about themselves in the group so that everyone has that awareness about who's on the team. And then we also want to make sure that in your communication with the team that you can send them more background about the member. We've got great bios on uh, community and the simple way to remember that link is just cclusa.org forward slash bios. I put that in the chat. You can again send out your meeting plan template so that you as a team can fill that out. I've seen a lot of leads even just share their screen with the Google Doc up. And then as a team, you use that uh, share to type it out together to plan. And then any other materials that you think might be relevant, including our primary and secondary asks that we can get into in a little bit if you have questions, because I've got these slides too. So if you're curious or you need a little refresher on our roles, this slide does a great job outside of the lead, reminding people some of the other critical roles that we have, the appreciator, the asker, the note taker, the time monitor, the tech support role, especially for our November meetings, and the person that makes sure that we're following up with any commitments that we've said. And what we'd also like to do is highlight how to find the meeting plan template online on CCL Community. 
I'm on this main page right now, but if you use the search bar, you can easily find it too by going to meeting plan template. It should be one of the top first hits. Right here, you can search for it. And from there, the wonderful thing, thanks to Elizabeth Dell and John Sabin and their amazing regional coordinator network, we have suggested pre-filled specific versions with additional messaging and suggested open-ended questions for the Big Wires Act for both Democrat and Republican offices, as well as the generic version that you may have seen or started to use as well. So know that you're welcome to use those in your preparation as well, where you can see the specific benefits depending on the office and what you might want to highlight for any of those questions in your preparations. So again, a big thank you to Elizabeth Dell for putting those together. And this is what that meeting plan template resource looks like on CCL community. So in your planning session that I've mentioned, the one that you'd set up after you meet with everyone one-on-one -on -one and find a time that works for everyone on Zoom, you can, after intros for everyone, review previous meeting minutes that are relevant. You can have that meeting plan template up and actually walk through it together. You can look at the primary ask and you know that main digital artifact, the leave behind is what we say, uh, the actual document that we leave in DC, uh, but online, you can do that via email still just as easily. You wanna think about the best two or three follow-up questions as a team you wanna use to engage the office to further understand their interests and priorities. You wanna think through transitions how are you going to cue each part of this as the leader between the appreciations and the purpose of our meeting and our primary ask and our open-ended discussion? Think through how you'd like to guide that. You're going to confirm roles for everyone. And then you want to basically use that template as a walkthrough. And we'll talk about this as well. It says, consider emailing the office. This is something I always recommend. I really like following the advice of the Congressional Management Foundation they're a long-term nonprofit partner that has helped CCL and hundreds of other advocacy groups know how to be effective on the Hill. And they always recommend sending something in advance so that the staffer isn't spending the entire meeting with you reading something for the first time, but instead they're engaged with your discussion because they've already seen what you'll be talking about. That might feel a little bit counterintuitive, but we do recommend sending your secondary and support, uh, your um, primary asks ahead of time. Anything else that you want to have demonstrate um, support in the district, whether it's um, recent endorsements that you've gathered, LTEs you've written, new member growth that your chapters had, the community leader that maybe you'll be bringing with you, you name it, that's all really key to, to also name in advance and include in that email to say, here's what we're going to be talking about. And the last thing I'll share before opening it up for Q&A is just a list of some possible open-ended questions, since that was one of the other key pieces of recommendation. Here's a couple that we have found work well, and you can apply these to your own meetings, but you can ask something like, what opportunities or challenges do you see for climate policy this year? Or what questions or concerns do you have about our primary ask, the Big Wires Act? How can we help build political will for action on clean energy permitting reform in the district? How can we improve how we work with your office? How else can we be a valuable contribution, you know, a trusted advisor on this topic of climate change? Who else would you recommend that we be engaging, listening to, talking to in the district? All of these are going to help you understand where and how you can focus 
as a team, as your chapter back home then after the meeting to be even more influential and effective in moving your member of Congress up that ladder of being a climate champion. And again, it could be a small incremental start at first, but these are all really helpful questions to get the conversation started. And this section is all about discussing leadership considerations that you want to do the day of the meeting, right before the actual meeting, during the meeting, and then after the day of your lobby meeting. And so with that, let's talk about leading a meeting your way. First thing is the pre-meeting huddle. Many groups find that having an online pre-meeting huddle ahead of your online meeting itself is key because then you can enable the waiting room to create a separate meeting space, however you wanna you know, decide whether it's going to be on the same meeting space or not. At the huddle, you remind everyone to relax, to settle in, have fun, be present, review everyone's roles, go through the goals of the meeting and the overall outline. You wanna make sure everyone's in a place where they're not gonna be distracted by the phone calls that might be coming in, that they turn off any notification dings that are coming through. Does everyone look ready to go on camera so that they're friendly and uh, looking like their professional self? We do encourage that uh, even for Zoom meetings, it's business um, attire on the actual meeting. And then we want to make sure that you are all set to go and ready for that meeting to start even a minute or two early, just in case the staff or the member of Congress shows up then. So now let's talk about what the actual then um, meeting looks like in terms of your perspective during it as the lead. Situational awareness is something that we really want to emphasize. And the process of it is basically understanding what's happening in the moment and being prepared to react to challenges as they happen. It's one of the most valuable skill sets that you can build up as a lead. And that's, a, again, why we do a lot of advanced planning so that in the meeting, you've already had that practice. You've already thought through these things and it's something that you're more comfortable with. We don't want you just to be on autopilot the whole time though. At the same time, we want you to be focused on the meeting. And if the meeting seems like it's not going the way that you thought it would with your original plan, you as the meeting lead have full permission and encouragement in fact, to diverge as necessary. And again, think about what else you can be doing with that time and space to be more effective, to build the relationship, to move your member forward on climate. Good situational awareness means that you're not only listening to words, you're paying attention to tone of voice, body language, you're bringing in your whole team. One of the benefits of having a team is that if you don't pick up on a cue, you can also encourage the rest of your team members to be looking and picking up on cues too, and to let them trust each other if they see something to also help that adaption, uh, adaptation work too. All of your team members should be empowered to ask a follow-up question or redirect a derailed conversation. That's one of the things as lead that I always remind my team members ahead of time. We're all gonna be observing this meeting together. If you see something that seems to indicate that the member of Congress or the staffer is disengaged or that we're not attending to, we're all empowered to have that playlist of those open-ended questions that we can redirect and engage the meeting to get back on track. So empowering others, since that's something that's absolutely key for you as a, lead, uh, a meeting lead. Who isn't being heard? As team leads, our goal is grounded in empowering others to thrive in their role with the lobby team moving your member forward. And one of the ways that we can do that 
is by taking note of who isn't being heard if someone's being too vocal. If there's a power dynamic going on in your meeting with one individual dominating the meeting, it's your role as lead to help transition and make sure that other voices are singing. And it, as we like to say, lobbying is a team sport. So it's our, it's our role as leads to make sure that all voices are present. In this case, what you actually might wanna do is just use a phrase or a verbal cue like, Susan, I'd like to just pause for a moment and see if there's anything that you'd like to add at this point to really bring in another voice. And that way you can cue other people on your team to also share. You also wanna think as a meeting lead in empowering others about how to build out if somebody stumbles that support system around them. So rather than correcting them, you want, you know, might want to say something, you know, if they're flat out wrong to the tune of, if I may, let me actually add to what Susan was saying. And that way you're clarifying. Your team's going to appreciate you for not correcting them or pointing out they forgot something about the big wires act in front of your actual staffer. What you could do, especially also if an angry, um, if a um, volunteer gets agitated or angry during the meeting, and again, a reminder that this isn't common, um, is to be prepared to stay calm and actually say, after that kind of initial indicator that this person um, is becoming unhinged, as lead, you could say something as simple as congresswoman. Obviously, we're very passionate people and we're working hard to try to get something done on time. You, as in the member of Congress, were just saying that you thinking driving innovation should be front and center on our renewable energy generator or an agenda, and then transition to asking the member of Congress a question again. However you want to hook it in, that acknowledgement that we're passionate, we're all working on the same team, what was it that you were saying, and guide the conversation back to that um, member of Congress or staffer's discussion. There's a few other um, considerations that we always want to make sure to think about ahead of time. The size of your team will vary from meeting to meeting. If there's just two or three of your uh, volunteers in the meeting, then you're going to have to have people fill more than one role. And if the meeting is something that obviously is a larger group, it might mean that some folks don't have to speak um, beyond just saying a hello at the beginning. Um, as leader, you want to acknowledge and appreciate, appreciate them for that even. And then having additional people in the meeting whose role is looking pleasant and affirming their interest as this being an important topic for the constituency of the member that's just as key. In fact, some of our Senate meetings throughout the years have experimented with support um, by having you know, 50, 70, 100 uh, volunteers on the meeting with only a couple of them in meeting roles still designated, but the rest of them are on mute the whole time to show up and support the actual discussion. And that's a great way, again, to also demonstrate support if it's of interest. You might run into a situation where only minutes ahead of time, one of your team members texts you to pass on that they're gonna be late or that they can't make it. Uh, just a reminder that coming in late has the chance to really derail or disrupt the meeting, especially if they're having a hard time logging in. So you should be really clear with your team ahead of time that the only time you want a team member trying to join a meeting already in progress is if they're the only constituent. Otherwise, you can just let your group know coming in late is gonna disrupt the meeting and you can fill them in afterwards. Um, that's just the general advice. You're always welcome to experiment with that. Um, but for Zoom meetings, again, for November lobby drive, uh, one easy way to make sure this happens is you can also, as the meeting host, 
block the meeting after the staffer or the member of Congress arrives. And that way nobody else um, can show up later and, you know, again, disrupt or derail the meeting. The other thing that you want to think through is if a volunteer or another unplanned attendee shows on to an online meeting, they're not scheduled in. This again can, you know, hopefully be addressed by having the meeting locked. If this happens to you, we fully empower you and your team to make a, a swift decision to remove them before dialogue happens or distraction in the meeting. Just know that we trust you for having the insight to know who should be on your team and making that decision ahead of time to communicate with your team is key. So after the successful meeting, what do you do as a team in, in June for our DC meetings? You'd meet in the hallway like this and have an actual lobby meeting debrief. But for us online, we recommend that you have ahead of time scheduled the actual follow-up debrief on another Zoom line. If the member of Congress or the staffer drops off on your current Zoom line and it's yours, you're welcome to just stay on that one too. Um, but you can schedule out a different meeting ID and as a team during the debrief, talk about how things went and have everyone around the horn have a chance to share. That's so key as the meeting lead that you facilitate a debrief where everyone has a chance to share and think out loud together. You wanna make sure to have it be focused on the meeting leader beginning by talking about what you've noticed that went well and really affirm and call out people for taking the opportunity to nurture each of your team members. You then can ask the note taker to read the notes back just so everyone's listening. And then you can make a suggestion on what else anyone would like to add to that to capture for the notes that you're submitting. You then wanna look back at the back of the meeting form, anything that was titled important things to capture. If there's something missing, make sure to include that on the notes, especially any follow-ups. And then as a leader, you wanna make sure that those follow-ups are executed on whether it's passing the baton to the liaison or you yourself making sure to email the staffer uh, the next steps that you've agreed on, that's absolutely key. One thing also to share, especially given that for the June meetings, we often will sign a card, a thank you card, and drop that off at the office. Online, that's harder to do, but you can use something called Kudo Board. That's what we've used actually to send a thank you to staff that depart for new jobs. You've maybe seen it with your own experience with volunteers, but I've just put a link to it in the chat. Kudoboard.com is a great virtual thank you platform. Pretty easy to do. Even for people that maybe couldn't join the meeting live, they can still sign the thank you. All right, so the last thing that I want to highlight before opening it up for our, our Q&A, um, our last section on Q&A, is logging your meeting minutes online. So basically, the short of this is that we want to make sure every meeting that happens has meeting minutes submitted. And that's why the note taker is so critical, because they're the one in charge of not only capturing what's said in the meeting, but also then making sure that it's submitted online afterwards on our action tracker form. Now, keep in mind, these notes are confidential. They're not to be shared with anyone after being submitted beyond your lobby team and your regional coordinator. And it's really essential to keep that in mind because in the relationship and trust building department that we're in, we need to make sure that we don't breach any of that trust that might jeopardize the relationship we're building with any congressional office. These meeting minutes are important documents that let us build momentum 
as lead, we ask you to review the notes with your note taker and make sure that they submit that online the day of or the day after your meeting. So that, you know, within the first 24 hours, they're already submitted. And if you look at the meeting minutes form ahead of time, hopefully your meeting note taker will have that form either digitally where they can type during the meeting or written out so they can, you know, have it written during the meeting. Either way, those are the way, you know, the questions that that form is structured in helps make the note taking and the submission process even easier. Ultimately, we want you to focus on what you're hearing from staff or the member of Congress in the notes. And if you have any questions about this, please do email our liaison coordinator team at liaison at liaison.coordinator at citizensclimatelobby.org. So to conclude, one of the big things, oh, and here's just a little reminder here, uh, you go to the action tracker, you click on contact with legislature, with legislator, you click on the lobby meeting, and that's where the form will start prompting you to enter all the notes the same way that that uh, form is online. So to conclude, I just want to ground us with a final reminder that you are powerful with this role. Keep asking open-ended questions until your meeting gets to underlying factors. Make sure that you're walking out of the meeting. This is one thing that our Vice President of Government Affairs, Ben Pendergrass, always likes reminding us. You want to make sure you're walking out with specific actions your group can take. What are the next steps that you've identified together with the office to continue to build that partnership? It gives your members' office confidence that you're here to help, and it gives your volunteers something to focus on between now and the next meeting. As the leader, you're there to help your team shine, to listen and draw out their strengths and make sure that everyone is building up their skills and knowledge. And overall, know that CCL volunteers we continually hear on the Hill are looked to on climate policy by their offices across this country. And you're helping continue to build that relationship. So with that, we hope that you found tonight's training useful and empowering. And know that you can always log your trainings too on the Action Tracker. If you go to Chapter and Volunteer Development and then Training, you can type in any of our trainings and have that be the way to also get credit. And we just want to thank you. Thank you so much for making time tonight to join us, to think through your important and vital role as meeting lead. And if you have questions between now and the meeting or afterwards, make sure to keep them anonymous. But you're welcome, or as far as the actual member of Congress you're meeting with, but make sure you can use both the forums at cclusa.org forward slash forums. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.